Hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Mixed Bag coming to you once again from the J Cave. I am joined by my two good friends and co-hosts of the Superview Show's Mixed Bag. Mike, I'm just kidding. I'm thinking of my other show. Well, Bill and Allie, what's going wrong on? Wrong podcast. Sorry about that. Wrong hey, podcast. Hey, what's Terrible going note. on? And, oh, my God. And Terrible now note. fully officially of the Super Review Show since you have bought Movieholics. Yes. For those of you who don't know, I am. I have. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, we do the show live on YouTube, number one. And number two, um, we have successfully merged Movieholics Productions and the Superview Show under uh, under the Superview Show umbrella, if you will. Uh, I'm kind of like Disney in this case, which is kind of funny. I'm acquiring all these. It was, a, it, was a, it was a a literal dude. It was a literal poolside. Yeah, it was a chat negotiation. Was a, no, this negotiation literally took place poolside. Yeah. So, it but hey, it happened, and we are all ready to go. So, uh, but for tonight's topic, uh, just a friend, just a friendly reminder, everyone. Wait, that, wait, 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 wait. I wouldn't say it right now. Okay, fine. I won't say it because um, you know, you know, the only reason why we would say it is gotta like, subscribe, bingo. Exactly. That's the only way to tell that we are the best. We are the best podcast. We the best podcast. That's so, we the best that's podcast. First, you have to like and subscribe to us. Follow us on all of our social media outlets. Yes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And follow us on our Instagram. Simply at the Super Soon to come show. threads. Uh, soon to come threads, exactly. Yeah, Meta, exactly, Elon. Oh, well, God. speaking of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so tonight's topic, though, as the title of this episode suggests, due to Oppenheimer, the highly anticipated Christopher Nolan blockbuster film coming out this weekend uh, in July of 2023. Don't forget the Barbie movie. And the Barbie movie, mind you. We cannot <laughs> forget Barbie. Um, JT, are you a Barbie girl in a Barbie? I, I, I am a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world, baby. You're wrapped in plastic, and guess what? Life is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Come, uh, Barbie, let's welcome go Welcome to Barbenheimer, people. I mean, that's not that's not the topic. Barbenheimer means you're going around online, everyone, and it's really- <laughs> the memes. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so as the title of this podcast suggests, we're going to be talking about uh, our favorite biopics of, uh, 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 that we've seen over the course of our lifetimes. And I, I'm going to go first and set the mood for this one. Um, there's a movie that came out. It's based on a book, but it's also a movie uh, about a notorious gangster uh, that was, took him in 1990. I don't know if you guys know this one with Goodfellas. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Goodfellas? I never knew Goodfellas was a biopic to begin with. I yes, mean, I actually read the you movie. think I'm funny? You I think actually- I'm like a clown. You think Ali's quoting the movie? Uh, uh, yes. Here's a, how am I funny? Am I like a clown? I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to amuse you. Yeah, guys, you think this is funny, don't you? We're amusing. Tell me, what the? It's so funny. <laughs> oh I, 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 I want to begin by saying, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Fantastic. One of my favorite movies. I mean, for those of you who don't know, it's just the it's the story of Henry Hill, uh, who was literally spent three decades of life in the mafia, and it's based on his book. Um, it is a biopic. Technically, that is that I wouldn't say it's directly a biopic, but I would say it's it's a loose biopic about his it's, it's a loose biopic about his life. Uh, it starts Robert De Niro, the late uh, the late great um, 
what what I'm trying to, uh, Roy, Roy Liotta is that he say his name? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Don't forget Robert Dino. De Niro as well and Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci won his only Oscar for this movie. This is a big time movie for them back in the day. Martin Scorsese's directing it, of course. Scorsese. Uh, yes, he should have gotten. He should have got this movie. Should have won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I agree. It lost to Dances with Wolves. Oh, but Dances with, with Wolves is a good movie too. I haven't it's watched it, movie. so I can't speak of the matter. So it's I'm going to give movie. you guys an early question: Will Oppenheimer win Best Oscar? Well, sure. You know what? Here's the thing, and, and we got a bigger question: Is there even going to be an Oscars? Oh, that's right. Because of you know, go watch our strike video to explain everything. The yeah, the yeah. writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. Attention, people of Bikini Bottom. You will be cheated and lied to. But you know who's not on strike? Who? We're not on strike. I'm going on strike. Goodbye, guys. You know what? JT, Ali and I are going on strikes. What are you going to revolt against? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do the show for free. You let me. Exactly. No, but, but, but good fella. Okay, yeah. Ali, I, I don't think our strike's gonna work. Come back. It's not gonna work. But good fella. We don't get paid for this, so yet. Yeah. If you guys haven't if you guys haven't seen Goodfellas, though, get on. It's one of the best movies of all time. One of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Martin um, Scorsese and directing and Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Paul Savino. This is a fan. Fantastic movie. Wait, are you sure we're not going on strike now? <laughs> Allie, you are ridiculous. Oh, wait. <laughs> Mixed bag on. <laughs> okay, I, I just want to say, um, I just want to say, we are not making fun of striking. Um, we here at the Super Review Show we, stand with the WBA. We stand with SAG. Um, yep. Screw so AI. Can, so we can get yeah, we, good. We product. are we are with the SAG. We are with the Screen Actors Guild, and we support the um, Writers Guild Association. So we're not making fun of striking. We just want no. But anyway, you guys have the um, right to strike. I don't care how long it wait. I have to wait until my series finale, Stranger Things, comes out. I don't care about Wednesday. Get your butts out there and do what's right. Yeah, but anyway, um, can I just um say about um. About oh, Goodfellas, because I'll be honest with you, I can literally talk about this movie all night. Um, Goodfellas movie commentary coming next year. I'm just kidding. Ooh. No, yes, we're doing it. Yeah. We are doing it. We'll do it one day. I'll put it down. One day we're doing. We are freaking doing this. Um, we'll do it one day. Anyways, but anyway, um, the movie itself, the biopic, um, accuracy, um, because I actually saw an interview with Henry Hill, and Henry Hill said. It was about 95, 99% ac- accurate, but okay, you know what? It's time you all learn a very valuable lesson. What's the lesson? They take, okay, when they do, um, when they say based on a true story. It's never based on a true it, story. Take it with a grain of salt. It's, it's loosely. loosely based on a true story. Exactly. They, studios usually take some artistic liberties. I mean, 
95 percent of the time they're going to do that anyways mm-hmm. because you know what it is um because it's not like the because it's not like they're it's not like everything in this movie happened even when he had for lunch that day he held that sandwich the exact same way it's accurate down to it to me everything is accurate but yeah but if if I've read the book and here's what the things one um how they said that it was Joe Pesci's character that introduced um Henry to his then wife Karen mm. It was actually Pauly. Oh. Um, another thing, you know how they said it was cocaine? The the drug there, it was actually heroin. Oh wow. And this is also and let's see. Um everything else was basically true. Um, what's so one thing that they did leave out, you know, that scene when Joe Pesci's character goes to, um, goes to what go is going to be made a made man and then he's whacked. Yeah. It, they left out that because he killed Billy Bats, mm. which was actually part of, um, John Gotti's family, John mm. Gotti's crime family, the Gambinos. That Paulie and Gotti's people had a sit down, and Gotti and Paulie gave him the green light to kill him. Mm. Um, but yeah, but the what it's just what I love about this biopic is, and this is something that I actually find very interesting about Marty Scorsese. Yeah, what is it? He doesn't use film scores. Have you noticed? Oh. He does. He's he's very much a soundtrack director. Because you know what? He likes to show the time of the the time of what the time was like. Of the movie, right? Whatever whatever time period they're in. You know, because like this movie takes place from the mid to late 50s up until like the early 80s. Yeah. So so like, you know, when you have the 50s, you have like the doo-wops type of stuff. When you have the 60s, you have like the, you know, hippie rock type of stuff. And, and yeah, um, yeah, but I, I freaking love this movie. One of my favorites. It's a great movie. Ray Liotta is amazing. He was. He was one. He definitely. He was really. He, he didn't really do much outside of this, but he was. Oh, he had a few things. I mean, well, he. Yeah, I mean, he was in Field of Dreams. I forgot about that. That's right. And don't oh, forget his send off. You know what his send off was? What? what? Cocaine bear. Nice. Ooh, cocaine bear. Fun. That was. How do you think he went to his grave knowing that that was his last film? It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, cocaine bear! I love that movie. Um, um, but but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was a um, love the film. Um, one of my favorite quotes besides the funny goes, 
Congratulations. Well, wait, I got pinched. Everyone gets pinched sometimes, but you learn the two most important lessons. Never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. Absolutely. That's good advice. Don't rat on your friends. Don't be a tattletale. I think that's just good advice. Yeah, absolutely. Don't rat on your friends. But, um, yeah, but it really shows you at the end, and, you know, this kind of shows in another Scorsese film, which we'll probably be talking about in a bit. You know what? I'll, uh, you know what? I'll tie that together when we get there. Okay. I'll tie it all together. All right. Miss Allison, my dear. I feel like biopic-wise, I'm going to go with another Oscar-nominated and actually an Oscar-winning one. I'm going to go a little bit back, going back into like the 1930s, 40s. I'm going with the King's Speech. The King's Speech. I actually did not see the 20, was it 13 film? It is a 2013 film. It's about. No, it was 2010. 2010. Uh I forgot what it's all about. I know. I think it's George the Sixth. Taking over as King of England. And dealing with a stuttering problem his whole life and how to hire someone to help him with his speech, especially when he did a huge speech towards the end of the movie to help about him win World War II. World. When England was about to enter World War II. Um, you know what I love of you, there was actually a scene and it's, it shows you when um King George and a very young Queen Elizabeth are sitting down there and they're watching Hitler give a speech. Mm. And they're saying, Daddy, what is he saying? I, was, I don't know, dear, but he's saying it very well. Mm. Um, and, you know, that really shows, you know, him putting his own doubts about his stuttering. Because when you look at Hitler and you know that very quote, he's saying it very well. Thinking, damn, this guy can talk. Yeah. Um, but did you know that there was actually the scene there was a scene when he goes, Well, can you swear? And he goes and he says the F word like five times in a row. Or four or five times in a row. Yeah. And you know what they did to that movie? What? They made it rated R for that one scene. Oh, well. But you know what? It still won the Oscar. Well, you know, best you know picture, what they right? Actually yep. did? They actually re-edited that scene, only left one F word, and turned the rest of the F words to the S word. Because mm. the reason why, and this is actually pretty interesting, they wanted to release it to the general public so, pe- so young people who have a hard time stuttering could go see it. Mm. Mm. And like, listen, if anyone out there watching has a stuttering problem, you know who else stuttered besides King George? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And he's president in the United States. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So don't. And a fun fact. Helena Bonham Carter plays King George VI's wife, Elizabeth. She's also in The Crown, which is another series, which is a Netflix series based off the life of Queen Elizabeth II. It's all connected. And guess who she plays? Who, Helena Bonham Carter? 
Yep. Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Nope. No. Her sister. Princess Margaret. Yep. In series season three and four, and got nominated, and she got nominated for an Emmy for that. Wow. The more you know. I guess can we consider the crown being a biopic series? Yeah, we can consider we can that. Add it in there. We'll throw it in there at the end. Yeah. No. But yeah, anything to say about the King's speech? Anything else? Go watch it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I actually have not seen it. So I have to, I have to, I, I, it's been on my, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, that's right. There's this movie. So he's, it's, I knew what it was about. I just never saw it. So now I have to go see it. You know, yeah. So anything else? No. No, I think that's it. Okay. You know, since we started with a Scorsese film, guess what I'm going with? Another Scorsese film? And you put this on the list, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Fun. Hey, we we started with a Scorsese film. We got to go with another Scorsese film. And this is about the life of Jordan Belfort. Played by that man over there, Leonardo DiCaprio. In which he should have won an Oscar for. Yeah, he's, he's so good. DiCaprio, come I'm on. I'm looking at you, Academy. Yeah. He already won an Oscar, like, 10 years after this movie. Literally. No, it was like two years after. No, uh, 10. Wait. When did Book of Walls come out? 2008? 13. 13? Yep. By the way, 10-year anniversary commentary of Wall Street coming soon. Probably this year. We're going we're, we're to look into it. No, another one of my favorite movies, though. Um, this is about the life of Jordan Belfort, who is a stockbroker and eventually starts his own firm called Stratton Oakmont. And he's <laughs> he basically does what's called a pump-and-dump scheme. Mm which means he takes people's money. What he does is basically very similar to Bernie Madoff. And and this whole film, um, there's another topic we're going to be doing in the somewhat near future. It's going to be called Movies That You Shouldn't Watch With Your Parents or Grandparents. Oh, yeah. That's and let's just say this is going to be on that list. Um, well, Whenever that Street? happens, I probably will not be there because there are more inappropriate things I could talk about on this bottom Tuesday to abstain myself from that. Oh, we want you to come talk about inappropriate stuff. I'm abstaining because there's actually, there really is inappropriate stuff you should never watch with your parents and grandparents. Go well, look it up. It fun. That's what makes it fun, Allie. As in... It's inappropriate for real, real. But anyway, this is about the life of, of course, artistic liberties were taken. Yep. But you know what? I want to tell you, you know, that's JT, you've never seen it. So, uh... unfortunately, you could spoil it. It's okay. I, I will honestly probably forget about it. And then oh, there's a scene when they're on a boat. Okay. And the crews, and they're trying to get one place, and they're saying, hey, there's shotgun. goes, oh, we can handle it. Like, oh, we make it a few broken dishes, but we're okay. And it's like a giant storm. Wow. 
And guess what? Because I was sit, they did a sit down with um Jordan Belfort. Um, they go that happened. Was, yeah, it happened. That really happened. But you know what? I'm going to say this: Belfort speeches, for are probably some of the greatest speeches ever. Hmm. Um, what I'm, what I'm, I, and, or I, I love the scenes when he's like just talking to the camera and he's walking like, and he's explaining this financial term. He goes, okay, I know you're not following me and that's okay. Um, let me give you the short version. Was all this legal? But we were making more money than we knew what to do with. Um, so yeah, um, well, but, um, yeah, but this was, this was a true story. And what ended up happening was Bel Belfort ended up getting arrested. Really? Yeah. And he actually got, um, and he got sentenced to, he actually had to do some time in federal prison. Oh, my God. And that's what actually made him, that's what actually made him, um, and one of his, his, um, whatchamacallit, his, um, his cellmate was actually Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Really? Yeah. No way. And he actually said, hey, you should write a book. Hmm. And he wrote a book, and guess what? Book turned into a movie. Book turned into a movie. And, and, and this movie has garnered some controversy. Like what? Because they're showing that, like, if you... Okay, if you watch at the end of the movie... Um, Jordan Belfort's getting introduced to a press into a press conference. Yeah. And not a press conference, like a seminar. And it shows that he's doing very well since he got out of prison. And everyone's thinking, like, hey, he screwed over people's money. Because you know what? This kind of ties into. We lost Alley. This kind of ties into the Goodfellas thing I was going to talk. I'm talking about. People yeah. thought this movie was controversial because it because they said it glorified what he did because it kind of glorifies what he did. And Jordan Belfort, in the interviews himself, had said. This shouldn't be taken as glorification. This should be seen as a cautionary tale. Okay. Um, and, and, but if you see at the end of Goodfellas, if you look at the end, you know, like, here's an interesting thing. Do you think, um, Do you think, JT, do you think movies like that, do you think they kind of glorify that type of lifestyle? I mean, maybe. I'm not sure. 
because you know he was he was making big money. He was he was making big money, and because someone we know, and guess who this someone we know is? Who? You know him. You love him. Doctor Matt Hemsley, our dear friend. Our dear friend, Dr. Matt Hemsley. He yes, actually he told me, and Matt, if you are watching this, please tell me if I got this right. If I'm not, please correct me. He told me he went to a very preppy private school. Mm-hmm. And he told me that a lot of the boy, a lot of the guys who've seen this movie basically wanted to be like him. Hmm. When right. and like, listen to answer that question, I don't know if it's extremely glorifying it because because you know Belfort himself had said this is a cautionary tale of what happens when you get into this type of thing, right? And yeah, but when you look at Goodfellas. It doesn't really glorify that type of livestock because it really shows you at the end Henry gets his consequences. Yeah. Like, Jordan Belfort, yeah, he goes to prison for a couple of years, but then he comes out, he writes a book, he gets a book deal, he gets a movie deal. I And, you know, he does a bunch of seminars and stuff. Yeah. I guarantee you he's not hurting for money right now. Oh, no, I, I don't think so. I'm sure Mr. Belfort is doing. I'm sure Mr. Belfort is doing very well for himself. I'm sure he is. I mean, no, no doubt about it. I'm sure Jordan Belfort is doing very well for himself. Like, yeah, but that seminar scene when Belfort's coming on and Leonardo DiCaprio comes on stage, you know who actually introduces Leonardo DiCaprio? Who? The real Jordan Belfort. Ha, that's funny. That is the real Jordan. Yeah, that is the real Jordan Balfour. That's so funny. Yeah. And you know what? One of my favorite things he does at seminars. What's that? Here's a little technique he does, right? Yeah. JT? Yeah. Sell me this pen. Okay. Sell me this pen. Uh... How much do you want for it? Like, no, that that is a literal tactic that he uses. I'm trying to follow you. Forgive me, that's all. No, that is a little business tactic that he uses when he sits down there and he goes, oh, he goes to seminars and he'll go, you, sell me this pen. And and basically Talk to me. Make me want to buy this pen. Make me want to buy this pen. Right. All right. And I know that sounds silly. It does, but hey, it, 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 it it's intri- it's intriguing. You know what I mean? I remember I was working for a pre-college program the summer after this came out, and I wanted to tell because I was one of the senior leaders. Yeah. I'd been there. And I said, hey, for training, why don't we do this exercise? And I looked at my boss, and I'm like, sell me this pen. And she's looking at me like I have four heads. Uh, 
like, Kate, sell me this pen. And she's like, yeah. what the heck are you talking about? Um, I'm like, have you seen the movie The Wolf of Wall? She goes, no, I haven't. Like, okay, then you won't get it. But yeah, I think the biopic, like this is one of those things when you swear that you don't think things could happen, they happen. Like, yeah, and comes to another movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little later, but yeah. Okay, I yield the floor to my good friend, Mr. Mahoney. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, Miss Wiener's back. She had to step out for a second. She's she's back, and then she's gone. Ah, she'll be back. Bill her, uh, her, oh, one second. So, oh, anyways, I know her internet crapped out. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so let's jump over to for technical difficulties on our part. Everyone, sorry about that. Okay, uh, let's jump up. It's my my go, right? Sure, Gab. All right. Uh, we actually did a movie commentary on this one on our YouTube channel. Is it is what I think it is? It's 42. Yes. We what? did a, what's up, Bill? You brought it out. Nice. He's showing his new the DVD copy. And um we actually used that copy. Yeah. This is this is Ali's pick, which she's she messaged me and said, just Sorry, my Wi-Fi has been very off. And trust me, I know what Wi-Fi problems are like. JT, remember when we had what was it, backtrack vocals on and as yeah. soon as they were singing, my internet crapped the bed. Remember that? Yeah, it's all right. I remember when I froze and I'm like this. And one of them is like, uh, I think he's frozen. Is that or he just really likes that mic? Uh-huh, that's right. But uh, 42, bud. Yes. Great movie. Oh, great. We did a commentary on this. We did. And, and you know why it's funny you bring that up? Why is that? Rachel Robinson, Jackie Robinson's widow. Now, there are three participants in the meeting. You have been added to the waiting room. You cannot talk or listen until the host admits. What the heck is going on here? It's me. But anyway. Yeah, 42. Great um, and I'll let Allie say her piece in a second. Um. Rachel Robinson, Jackie Robinson's widow. Yep. Today's actually her birthday. Oh, get out, really? She's still alive. How old is she? She's what, 40? No, not 40. 90-something? She's 101 years old. That's crazy. God bless you, Mrs. Robinson. And no, um, not meaning the song, but... Yeah, not the song. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Rachel Robinson is 101 years old and she's still kicking. God bless her. God bless her. That's crazy, dude. And but um yeah, but what I like about this, it really shows you what Jackie went through. Yeah, it was definitely really we we touched. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go too much in depth. Go watch our commentary. It's great. But our, our um our movie commentary we did of this movie of this movie forty two. We touched on this also during Black History Month too. Um, we touched on it during that time, and back in February of last year. But um, this was a movie that was really um.
Yeah, Allie's yeah. dealing with some crap right now with her. I mean, right over there. Working on it. Okay, uh, technical difficulty music. Do, 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 um, yeah, you want to go watch, go, go watch our commentary on it. Yeah. It's really good. We promise it's good. It's really good. We, we, we worked really hard on it. Yeah. Like it really showed, you know, I remember that scene when on, uh, what's his face? Chapman is screaming at Jackie Robinson and he's calling him all the racial oh, yeah. slurs and that was emotional as can be man that, was that scene I'm, i'll be honest that scene made me super uncomfortable very uncomfortable that scene made me super super uncomfortable uh, i hope she comes back uh just just uh go with the flow bud okay uh but any else for 42 bud chadwick bozeman rest in peace Yes, uh, absolutely. The guy was a, a legendary actor too. So he, yeah. he, he, you know, he played a lot of roles that were very much like, you know, that were very much like, um, you know, like very like, almost like empowering of the the black community, if you will. So, oh, absolutely. So, um, anyways. Right. Yeah, great movie. Um, great, great we're not movie. talking too much about it because we did a whole commentary on it, and I don't want to repeat what I said there. So go watch it. Yep, of course. Uh, what is your? Why don't you go next? What do you got? Because I, I chose forty two. Okay. Do you want to talk about um, another sports movie one? Hmm. I got one. I, I could. I could share one if you'd like. All right, let's hear it. Uh, remember? Did you see Remember the Titans? I actually haven't. All right, let's hear it, folks. Oh, look who's back. Shame, 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 shame. It's okay. Uh, no, this is really... Uh, remember the Titans. This was your pick. Yeah, this was my pick. And honestly, thank you to my history teachers every goddamn year for playing this. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You know what, oh, Allie? Yeah. Why don't we let you talk about it? Yeah, you go ahead. Before, yeah, I, lose my, before I lose my Wi-Fi for the 10th time. No rush. Take Thanks, it. Internet. That's Zoom, mostly. Thanks, Zoom. Oh, wait, we can't say anything bad about Zoom. Yeah, we can. Because we <laughs> use it. Sorry. Go ahead. Honestly, what do you got? This is probably the story of a high school football team. I forgot what the name is. Well, I'm going to do some research on it. But this is like the first integrated high school football team and how they became undefeated yep. in their year together in 19, I think it's 70 or 71. It was definitely the 70s. I forget the year specifically, but. Okay, this is mainly the story of the T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria, Virginia, which is a nice town. You should go see it. But they said much of this film's content is a little bit fictional. Really? Mm-hmm. But mainly this was a story of the coach, of coach Herman Boone and the attempt to integrate the T.C. Williams High School, which is now known as Alexander City High School. And I was right. It was 1971. 
And there's a lot of good moments in it. Also, mm-hmm. one of the most underrated Disney movies. I forgot that Disney made this. That's right. The Titans, like, you know. There's like a lot Walt of good Di- moments too in it. A lot of Walt times. Disney, Walt Disney Studios made this. I forgot about that. In 2000. Yeah, that's like, you know, post Lion King, post, you know, their Disney Renaissance era. They made Remember the Titans. And you got Denzel Washington in it. Yeah. How how can you not like Denzel Washington? He's one of the best to ever do it. He's a badass. He's great. Mm-hmm. Denzel, baby. Baby. And they, they said this is probably the best football film, but it, the inaccuracies is the reason why it got, it's now a little bit lower and have received many criticisms. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I heard like the coach was a, not the best person or something like that. It's just the inaccuracy. The whole, you know, of the whole movie itself and how it went about. So, yeah, remember the Titans. Great movie, fantastic movie. I have to go watch it now. You do, Bill. I, I would, I would almost want to make this a movie commentary so you can, you, we can record your reaction to it. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I have seen it too many times to watch it again. So, Al, I guess you're not joining us for this one. It depends on where I am in the situation. All good. We'll figure it out. No worries. Mm-hmm. I got a good. Okay. You know, while I'm on the topic of sports movies, I actually have a good one. Are you going with the blind side? No, I'm actually, I'm, we were going to do a commentary to this one, but we never got around for it. Um, since we're going back to the 40s on this one, folks. The 40s? The 1840s, not the 1940s. Which one is this? We are due. I am discussing guys again. the pride of the Yankees. Sorry, I'm a math fan. <laughs> speaking of, speaking this of five a, runs. <laughs> what was it? Five runs so far with the Mets. What? This is about. This is a biopic above the. About Henry Lewis Gehrig. It's a very, I will say it's very sanitized, mm-hmm. but it gets the main points across. Like, for instance, um, it shows when Lou is young and he breaks a window in the very beginning, his mother said why are you wasting your life playing baseball you should go be an engineer like your uncle or your grandfather and he strives to do that he strives to do that and but then you know he's playing baseball at columbia university he gets offered to a contract to play for the yankees yep and Mrs. Garrig 
is not happy about it. Right. But then seeing him play, he kind of comes around. There's one scene. I don't know if this really happened or if this was just artistic liberties. Right. Okay. We all know when Garrett comes to the Yankees, whose shadow was he in? You all know him. The babe. Babe Ruth. And there's a scene when he's in the hospital, when he's in a hospital and babe is there. And and babe is in the hospital and he's with this kid and he's saying, Billy, how many home runs do you want me to hit you today? You want me to hit your home run? Okay. Um, and he's signing the ball for him goes, you want to hit the right center? Center? Got it. And then he walks out and all the um, entourage walks out and then Garrick's in there. And he goes, hey, that's pretty cool that he signed it for you. Yeah, and, the, and then they're chatting and he goes, Mr. Garrick, would you mind? And he goes, sure. And he signs the ball for him. And he goes, Lou, he goes, Mr. Garrick, do you think you can hit me a home run today? Like, but babe, already promised you one. He goes, please. He goes, okay, I'll hit you one. Um, he goes, you know what? Can you hit me two? You know, two? And he's like, okay, I'll do my best. And guess what he does? What? He hits two. And nice. I love this part. His family is sitting around listening. And when they hits the second home run, they're just like, because they have this picture of his uncle who was a engineer and they, they're celebrating. They just turn the picture around like, okay, you know what? We're happy. Okay, uncle, your picture's been turned around. You are no longer important. Your picture's been turned around. We can't see it anymore. Your value of importance has diminished. Mm. Well, the guy's probably dead anyway, but still. Yeah. If your portrait's been turned around, you are no longer important. Oof. But, um, but yeah, but they, yeah, and here's somewhere artistic liberties were made. They showed that Lou Gehrig's parents and his wife, Eleanor, got along. In reality, they hated each other. Wow. Oh, she, oh, his mother despised his wife. Oh, wow. After Lou died, his parents actually sued Eleanor Gehrig. I think it was something about like her their life insurance or something. Yeah. He sued they sued her. Wow. The matter got settled out of court. But um, you know, but you know, they do show the when he does get sick. Mm-hmm. But again, they sanitize. This movie was actually released the year after Lou Gehrig passed away. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, so I don't know if they were in production while he was still alive, while while he was still alive, or but that scene and the the kid that he hit he hit the home run for, he's mm-hmm. at the game. He's walking into the famous into the day where he gives his famous you know speech. Yeah. By the way, Sports Insanity Network. I actually did a whole vlog back on Luke Garrick Day when I actually read the whole speech. So give that a look. Um. But he walks in and that kid's like, Mr. Garrett, 
I don't know if you remember me. You hit that home run for me when I was a kid and I was really sick and you came to my hospital. My hospital, and you hit those two home runs for me. He goes, Billy? He goes, I wanted to come and thank you because of you. And he says, see, I can walk. Okay, okay, folks, hold it. I don't think Lou Gehrig made some kid walk, okay? Let's all just put that out of our minds. Exactly, yep. I really don't, I really don't think that scene happened. I don't think it happened. I think they just added that for artistic liberties. Like, yeah, oh God, I'm not going to go on about the Babe Ruth story. I'll be here all night. But anyway, um, but yeah, that didn't, I don't think that happened. All right. If it did, well, I don't know if it did because all the people who were probably betrayed in this movie are now dead, so. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be getting any criticism from there anytime soon. Right. Unless they're going to criticize me from beyond the grave. Maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah, but um, but yeah, um, yeah, the movie was sanitized. The movie was sanitized, but I think it gets the point across. Cool. All righty. Is it my go? Gary Cooper does a good job as Lou Gehrig. All right, buddy, over to you. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with sports for a second. But I'm going to go kind of modern. Actually, I'm going to go to this year of 2023. Air. Uh, Air, how'd you know? <laughs> oh, the oh, the Jordan movie. This movie was first things first. I saw it, I saw it on the last day it was in theaters. Um, the moment I saw the trailer, I was like, I gotta see this. I, I'm not I'm, by for those of you who know me personally or know me and listen to us for any period of time. I am not a basketball guy whatsoever, but this intrigued me. It looked pretty good. It had Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, you know the, that iconic duo. I, I I was like, you know, it's about a sneaker. The Air Jordan shoe is about how Michael Jordan signed with, you know, Nike and whatnot. I, I actually really enjoyed it a lot. And I, I found myself laughing quite a bit through the movie. I found myself like actually kind of like, you know, like rooting for him. Like, are they going to sign him? Like, it was, it was a really fun movie to see in theaters this year. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, But it was a very, uh, what do you call it? It was a very like unique film about how like back in the day how the in the eighties how the sneaker business was with basketball players and shoe companies. It kind of like tied into that a little bit. I thought it was great. Uh, I loved it. Have, did you did, did either of you see this movie this year? Nope. Gonna see it on Prime eventually. Okay, so because I, 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 another reason why. Thank you for reminding me. Another reason why I wanted to see it was because it's an Amazon Prime movie, an Amazon Studios movie. I'm trying to support this is just me personally. I'm trying to support Amazon movies in general because they are promoting in the theatrical release films first and not just direct to streaming like the way Netflix does. They're actually trying to have like a theater life fan, which proves that it has a better life, a streaming life. So I'm trying to support those movies if I can. So that's just me personally. That's just that's just me. But this movie was great. I had a really a fun time with the air and the theater. And the, the soundtrack was really good, too. So um, but you guys did not see it, though. All right. I'll uh, get to I, it eventually. It's really, really, really good. Uh, ben Affleck directed it, but he, he did not write it, though. It was uh, written by someone else. But it was great. I had a really I, I kind of want to I kind of want to watch the movie with my dad. 
It's, it's it's actually it's it's a very funny movie at the same time. So I don't know, it's really cool. Really really cool movie overall. It was the more business side of sports from what you're telling me. Yeah, it was more like it was less about like watching like the players play. It was more about like how the business side of the sneaker business was back in the day. So it was pretty cool. Uh, plus, I did, I did an out of the theater reaction to our to the movie on our YouTube Go channel. Watch it. Go watch it. <laughs> it's on our channel on our on our out of the theater reactions playlist. Um, but yeah, Air courting a legend, fantastic. I mean, it was just a fun time in the theater watching these. This movie and, and, and it really gave me who has no interest in basketball whatsoever. I know shame, but it's like it gave me insight on how that stuff kind of works today with like LeBron and when God rest his soul, Kobe, you know, Kobe Bryant went on how it worked with them, how like the sneaker companies tied it all kind of started with Michael Jordan and Air. So it was pretty cool. So uh yeah, that's that's my another one another one of my picks, Air, uh courting a legend. I really liked it. So, Allie, you want to go next? Oh, I feel like should we go out of sports and go into music? Let me see what you I can go. You can do anything if you want to keep going sports. Go. If you want to do non-sports, go right ahead. May I, I suggest one to you? Go for it. This this is gonna sound crazy, but 2014 will turn 10 next year. But the imitation game. Have you guys heard of this movie? No. I've heard of it. But I haven't seen it. Okay, I wasn't sure if you guys have seen it, but I just want to touch on it really quick. This is a movie starring uh, the imitation game starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, what it's about is it's had a someone's someone someone out there is going to correct me on this, but basically it's a movie about how to crack the code about how to win World War II by by hacking Nazi Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so uh, that's there the very, are a lot of good these good movies based in World War II. A lot of them are. Yeah, you're right. So this one, but I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is Benedict Cumberbatch. This is pre-Doctor Strange stuff. Well, this is really, I remember when it came out and I was like, I, I, I want to see this. I never saw it, unfortunately, in theaters, but it was nominated for a couple of Oscars as well, if you understand too. So, hmm. but it, it's another one of those World War II, ironically enough, it's like Oppenheimer in this one. Um, Imitation Game was one of those ones where, like they're trying to hack the, the code for the Nazis and it was back in like the forties and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it was nominated for eight Academy Awards too, apparently, which is, which is great. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this or not, but it's, it just it came to mind. Cause it's about, I forget the, the, the character's name or the, the person's name, but, uh, um, but yeah, there's one right there for you. Uh, but the imitation game. If yeah, I, I have not seen it myself, but I mean, I I, I do recommend you check it out because Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the best of all time, in my opinion. He's a phenomenal actor, so just check it out too. Yeah. Um, Ali, did you have one of mine? Because I I, I kind of hijacked your pick there for a sec. But if you want, want to keep going, go ahead. All right, cool. Uh, we talked about this one though. We, it's it's funny how I, 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 we got a couple more to go to. But I will say this: seeing Bohemian Rhapsody in theaters, the Queen biopic on Queen mm-hmm. uh, with Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, um, it was flawed. I mean, there's no denying it. There actually was like some flaws. There. I'm sure Bill can chime in in a second on this. But like, 
I'm glad Rami Malek won the Oscar for Best Lead Actor, and he deserved it. He he nailed that role. Like, and it was like literally watching Freddie Mercury come back from the grave. Um, actually, it's funny. I saw this movie with my grandmother, uh, at her house. Oh wow! Really quick backstory. I saw this movie with her. I mean, I saw it in theaters, of course, because it was Queen. It was one out two, but I saw it with my grandmother, who. She knew Queen. She never really listened to Queen back in the day when, like, you know, they were still operating as a whole band and whatnot. But she really like it, there were some flaws, unfortunately, with Freddie Mercury's actual. He they, they never he never told anyone he had AIDS until like the day the day before he died and whatnot. You know, I'm sure Bill's gonna chime in in a second. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm excited, right? Oh, you're excited. I can't wait. But yeah, like. I showed her and she actually she actually realized that was a pretty good movie. I, I'm glad she was able to watch it. So uh, it was on like HBO, not 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 the not the service, but like uh, not the streaming service, but like on the channels, you know, like HBO on TV on the mm. on the cable the cable box. So we watched it on there one night. Uh, and she liked it. She liked the movie for what it was worth. Um, Bill. Okay, before time to hijack, begin, t- time to hijack the pick. Before I begin, I just want to say first about your grandmother, who I had the pleasure of meeting a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to get into everything, but she's a sweet woman, but she's someone you do not want to mess with. Um, Ain't that the truth? We'll tell you off camera, Allie. It's a funny story. We just don't think it's appropriate to tell on camera. Right. Um, But anyway, Freddie Mercury, okay, they're saying that he had, that he got diagnosed with AIDS the day of Live Aid. That didn't happen. That happened before, right? To like 87 or 88. Later. And remember, he didn't tell everybody that he died, on, that he had AIDS like the day before he died. Yeah. And, and let's not, let's, really quick, let's not forget everyone. AIDS, just on a side note, if you got AIDS back then, you were dead. You literally will die. If you were just HIV positive. Forget it, yeah. Like you were done. Like, yeah. thankfully was, today, there's been an advance in treatment. Yeah, for treating it, but... Well, look at Magic Johnson. Yeah, exactly. He got he tested positive in 91, and he's still alive. Lucky duck. Unfortunately, Freddie yeah. Mercury, we lost him, so... Um, but anyway... Um, but another thing that they showed that was wrong was they were that they showed that Queen broke up and Live Aid was like a reunion. That didn't happen either. Queen was still together when Live Aid happened, before Live Aid. Like they showed that they broke up, they didn't break up, they were still together. But as I've said in in our historically inaccurate movies one, I'll say this, it was sort of a redemption show because around this time, um, because their populate popularity kind of decreased because they played in South Africa and a lot of musicians at the time were boycott in South Africa because of apartheid. Uh. And I think it had something to do with Nelson Mandela as well, but queen played there and they got a lot of backlash for it, but you know, they said, Hey, we're not political. We were just played where our fans are. So when they came on and did live aid, it was all forgotten. 
it was all forgotten. So that was sort of their redemption show. Can I chime in for one second? You said something very interesting about how like Queen was like not broken up. They didn't break up really at all. I mean, they may have had fights and whatnot during that time period, but they never broke up. In fact, just to sign up, my aunt, who is, you know, alive and well, of course, she was she lived through the eighties. She saw Queen in 1986. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said, and just to give you an idea, like if you if you go to concerts, like this is what just want to sign up. When people say, Oh, this was the like, oh my god, Justin Bieber was the greatest show at, of all time. Queen Swift too. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, but like that's a whole other conversation for another time. But Queen by 1985 and six, especially their live aid performance. Queen was one of the best live bands on the planet. And that live aid performance really too was a testament of that too. Like I was, yes, it was live on TV and whatnot, but she said, and she remembers to this day, she took my grandmother, her own mother to see queen. And I'm like, you put And I, I flipped out at her. You saw queen. She's like, yeah, it was most disgusting. Freddie Mercury was swearing the whole time. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, you're looking down at me right now. I know. But like, God rest your soul. But yes, my aunt saw Queen back in the day. She saw Queen in 1986. And she said it was one of the top five performances she's ever seen in her lifetime. She goes to like 50 shows a year. She lives in California, but that's why. But besides the point, Queen was in the top five for all time performances. So. That should tell you something about Queen right there, but that's that's not a conversation for another time. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, but it is amazing. And the movie was great. I mean, yes, it was flawed at some points. The movie itself was like flawed to some extent with some of the plot points. But overall, I found it enjoyable. I thought it was actually a really good story. For the, I mean, outside of like the AIDS part at the very end, I was like, oh. That didn't happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you like footage. me, JT, when you're like, if it's based on a true story, like, I'm the one who will just sit there and go, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Like, imagine if they remember Noah from 2014. It should be like, Noah, based on a true story. You know <laughs> You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. That's yeah, but there's only, here. yeah, but that's based on a biblical story. And most of the people who are alive, they're actually, no, all of the people who are alive are now dead. So, exactly. No, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, though. It's like, I'm just saying. It's a joke, Bill. It's a joke. Anyways, um, Bo Rap was another one that I wanted to touch on really quick. Do you guys have any others? I have a couple more that we can go off on. I have a couple more, go ahead and get, get yours done for them. We'll go. Uh, I got, like, well, um, I didn't see this one, but I, I wanted to. I feel like Bill did for whatever reason. All with right, the, what is it? With the founder. No, I didn't see it. Uh, you didn't see it, but it, it's the movie about how McDonald's came to be. Yes. The Mick movie, if you will. <laughs> Starring Batman. Starring Batman, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I didn't see it. Well, what makes you think I seen it, JT? I thought, for some reason, I thought you said you saw it. I must have been mistaken. It's okay. I did not okay. see it. It's all right. Um, but James, this, uh, how dare you assume? Oh my god, Allie, did you see this movie? No, I haven't. Well, I I, I did not see this movie myself, but I, I kind of, uh, but, but for those of you who don't know, 
It is about just to touch on it for a second, and then we'll go over to Ali for a second. This movie was about the about how um about how um McDonald's was founded and how Ray Kroc really wanted to make McDonald's this local restaurant into a chain and how it went to what it is today really much and it's very interesting movie truthfully if, if if you're looking for a movie just to like give you like make you think a little bit watch the founder just saying hmm. ali go ahead take it away we're going back to music we're going to rocket man rocket man mm-hmm. yeah surprisingly an underrated movie 2019 right yeah there we go. 20 2019 2020 starring tara Egerton. Who did an amazing job as Elton John? Wait, did he produce Elton? this movie too? I think he did. Bailey talks about what Elton has gone through, like all the abuse and the struggles he had with drugs and mental health, and how he ended up in a rehab in 1984. Yes. I think it's just summing everything up. Yeah, but this movie. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. If you take this movie compared to Bohemian Rhapsody. That's a little yeah. odd. This movie has a lot of inaccuracies. Mm. But this movie can get away with it. Because it doesn't take itself super seriously. Like Bohemian Rhapsody is everything happened. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's more, it would more be like an Elton John type musical. Like in the opening scene, you have Elton in rehab, and then, and then you have a young Reggie Dwight, which is Elton's real name, by the way, Reginald Dwight. And he's like, and they break into a version of the bitches back. Nice. With a younger Elton. Yeah, I would. I personally wouldn't consider this a biopic, personally. Okay. It's more of like an Elton John musical. An Elton John. I like that, actually. So what do you consider Jersey Boys? Yes, it's a musical on Broadway that got turned into a biopic musical. Okay, touche. And also all those Whitney Houston movies? Aretha? Are you trying to knock me off my pedestal? Might as well talk about Elvis while we're at it. Put it on there, JT. I like my pedestal. Don't knock me off my pedestal. Um, Good. I'll give you a nice bronze medal. We'll bring it up in a second, and then we'll probably close off the night with that. With what? With Elton, maybe? Unless you guys have a couple more. I got a few more. All right, cool. Okay. May I? Yeah. I'm going into a historical one, and I talked about this movie a couple weeks ago, but now I can go into more detail. Lincoln. You said Lincoln? Lincoln. Burn. You got right. I got Elton John stuck in my head now. This is great. Lincoln. I thought you said Blinken. Like, okay, this is a movie about the la- about what ended up being the last three months of Lincoln's life. So this isn't exactly Abraham Lincoln was born in blah, 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 blah. He became president in 1860. This is about the last three months of his life. 
in which he was trying to fight for the 13th Amendment. And, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. You, what I really liked about this movie is they portrayed it as Lincoln the man. The not man. Lincoln the legend. You know, when we hear about Lincoln, we think of him standing tall at the top hat and four score and seven years ago. We show he kind of talks like this and he's sort of hunched over. And he's sort of hunched over like this and he and it's very soft spoken, you know, like this, JT. Um, yeah. yeah, he he does he, you know, he gives in to, you know, you see that he is that he is dealing with a lot of like personal stuff. Like for instance, his son who died of an illness, and his older son who wants to go into the Union Army, but he's saying that's not happening. And and it dives into his wife, Mary Todd's mental health. And, you know, because there was rumors that she was schizophrenic. And she says, and he, he actually says, if this keeps going on, I'm going to throw you back in the nut house. And she goes, do it. Because her mental health started declining after their son died. Um, but but I but a great scene with this movie is they um you know how it says it portrays Lincoln the man, not the legend. There is a scene. It's like really in the beginning of the movie. Um, they're at like a flag raising. And he takes off his top hat and he brings out a speech. He goes, as we lift this flag, it is up to you, the people, to keep it up. That's my speech. Mm. Well, that was a very short speech. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, but you know how, you know, he breaks out into telling stories about people he knew or about someone um there's this one scene when an, a big assault is going on and one of the generals is there goes, you know, this reminds, like he goes, this reminds me of a great American hero, Ethan Allen. And they're like, no, oh God, I know that look. He's going to tell a story. No, no, I don't want to hear the story right now. Um, yeah, but it's, um, but it really shows you you know, throughout the film, he lacks the confidence. Is the 13th Amendment going to pass? Is it going to pass? And there is a scene when it's on the day of the ratification, the day of the vote of the ratification, there is a um, Black family or a bunch of other African-American folks going into the balcony and the Speaker of the House looks up and he says, for the first time here in the people's house in American history, may we say, welcome to your house. And, and then it shows, and you know, it shows like these, these congressmen who are reluctant about voting for the amendment. Yeah. They're reluctant. Because he's talking to one of them, 
And he goes, Mr. President, I hate slavery too, but are we ready for full emancipation? And he's like, and, and you were also saying on the floor that before you know the leave of the vote goes, that's a positive once you think about it. Mm. And on all those men who are reluctant, one of them, they first vote no and says, you know what? Shoot me dead. Yay. And they're like, traitor, traitor. And they're like, you know what? I abstain. And this other guy's like, you know what? Shoot me dead too. I vote yay. Well, okay, you know what? I'm going to abstain too. Cowards. Yeah, nothing like insulting people who've died about over a century ago. Um, exactly. But, but that one guy he was talking to, he goes, Sir, how do you vote? I, I goes, what was that? I! And, and then it shows the 13th Amendment passing, the end of the Civil War, and then we all know what happens five days later. Yep. Lincoln is assassinated. But you know what I, I like about this movie? Is that they show Lincoln, spoiler, Lincoln dies. Yes. Of course he dies. Here's it was fate. Here's what's interesting. They show Lincoln's death scene not through his perspective. They show it through his son's perspective. Mm. Lincoln's at Ford Theater and his son is at another theater watching some show. And somebody runs in and says, the president has been shot at Ford's Theater. And... And the kid is crying, and then they show him on his deathbed, and they say, he belongs to the ages now. And the last scene, they show actually a flashback to his second inaugural address, which is, I hate to get political, but I think this speech is very poignant, especially in the times we live in now. Mm -hmm. When he famously says, with malice towards none and charity for all, let us take the steps to rebuild a divided nation. Amen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I like about this movie because it talks about Lincoln the man, not Lincoln the myth. It's, it shows you what he was really like, not what we think he was like. And by the way, Daniel Day-Lewis won his third Oscar for this, so he now has an Oscar for all three of his names. Uh, yeah. I won an Oscar for all three of my names. That's funny. Yeah, that, good luck finding a job that will do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, like I'm also going to get... And you know what, Allie, this will also be the year I will finally get voted Person of the Year. Bill Murphy, Person of the Year, everyone. Congratulations, will, you already won. Mazel tov. I will finally get voted Person of the Year this year. Um, all right. Ever, anyone else? Allie, you got one? I had two, but I'll go for one quickly, and then I'll have one more. Okay. I'm going to start with Selena, which, it yes, this happened like a couple years after she got shot by one of her fans. Who's running her fan club? Jennifer Lopez was amazing. At it. Oh, she was a rising Tejano star. You know. Unfortunately, tragedy hit her so young. Yeah. 
But can we not talk about Elvis? We can talk about Elvis. <laughs> good, good one, Butler. He killed it. After you became Elvis, I don't think you'll ever stop being Elvis. It's you hard. What it's Elvis hard. was. He did he win best actor? No, he deserved to win best actor for the Oscars. He did not win it, but he did deserve it. Not no offense to Brendan Fraser. No, 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 no offense to Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Austin Brendan Butler Fraser. deserved it. Yes. The role of a lifetime, right there. And you're. <laughs> I keep thinking back to your pool party on Friday with you, Dan, and Elvis in your pickle Rick costume. Oh God, he's bringing that up. Anyways, we, we'll talk about that off camera. This one was funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I will say that I, I had the costume to go with, but I didn't have enough time to change into it. So that's okay, though. Pickle Rick is the next best thing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, this movie was. I really enjoyed it. That's just me. And he embodied that. It's hard to take on like a character, a person like that. But he, my God, he nailed it. I, I, I saw this movie with my grandmother in theaters. In theaters, mind you, not at home. She went out to the theater with me to go see it. Wow. And you know who else she's, you saw it with? I saw it with Bill Murphy and Justin. You saw it with us. Yeah, I saw it again with her. Um, and because she actually saw him live in 1972. Oh. So she still has the ticket. Still has the and she still was gonna see him. She, she was gonna see him in 77. But, you know, tragedy struck. So that happened. That happened. Phenomenal. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I mean, there were some parts were like questionable. I mean, like Tom Hanks's character. Yes, we totally understand that. Wait, like, I mean, Tom Hanks is good, but just really the character. Would, yeah. Of Colonel Tom Parker. Exactly. So. But yeah. No, overall phenomenal biopic. A biopic to be reckoned with, in my opinion. So, like to, Austin Butler's performance was incredible. I was like, I was in the theater. I'm like, I'm watching Elvis live on concert. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, because you know what? I I said this when you looked at Austin Butler, you saw Elvis Presley. You yeah, didn't yeah. see Austin Butler doing an Elvis Presley impression. You saw Elvis. Exactly. When it comes to Tom Parker, I didn't see Colonel Tom Parker. I saw Tom Hanks talking in a funny accent. Yeah, unfortunately. And you and I have fought about this 6,372,000 times. We have, but it's okay. No, I, no, JT and I have fought about this. We have. We've given a lot of thought to that role. Yeah, but no, I really like this too. It was definitely like a, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna go too much on it, but it was definitely an eye opener of a great movie, a great biopic in general. So, um, any else, guys? Uh, you know what? I have one more musical biopic. Sure. What do you got? Love and Mercy. I forgot all about it. No, not Lover. Sorry, and the Brian Wilson one. Yes. 
John Cusack plays Brian Wilson, the founder of the Beach Boys. This goes into the years in which he um he stopped touring with the Beach Boys because he was having some health issues. Yep. And this was about during, you know, this was about the relationship with his now wife, whose name escapes me right now. Oh, I'm forgetting her name too. Anyways. But it also dives into something that I don't think is really talked about. What's that? His, what they call the landing years, which he was basically in a conservatorship with a psychiatrist named Dr. Eugene Landy. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I misspelled his name. Eugene Landy he got his doctor license taken away. Um, yeah. Allegedly, he basically took Brian Wilson away from his family and wouldn't and wouldn't see him. It actually got to the point where they would cho- where he was charging the family so much they literally had to sell Eugene Landy the rights, gave Eugene Landy the rights to the song, to his songs. He wormed his way into his finances, pretty much. I do know about this. Um, And, you know, I just want to say John Cusack, I think, did Brian Wilson very well. And Paul Giamatti as Landy. And because there's a scene, like, he basically put him on so many meds yeah. He was basically trying to kill him. Yeah, by, by the grace of God, he's alive. Really, it's Cause, truthfully. Because there, there was actually a scene when... What is Brian Wilson's wife's name, JT? Do you know? Melinda. I don't know her last name. That Melinda sees goes to see Brian's will. Yeah. And Landy put in the will that 80% of his money would go to him. Mm-hmm. The 80% of his money would go to him. And he left, like, I think 10% for his. He left, like, 10% for Landy's girlfriend and another 10% for both of Brian Wilson's daughters. Right. You know, just on a legal note, I'm no lawyer and I'm in no position to give legal advice, but I think if he were to die, God forbid. I think Wilson's daughters could probably sue Eugene Landy and contest the will. They probably they could. Because they could make the argument that Brian Wilson was not in sound body and mind when he did it. No, no, absolutely not. No. So, and listen, I'm again, I'm not a lawyer. I am in no position to give you legal advice. So please don't go to me for legal advice. I'm just going to give you very bad advice. So. But, but yeah, if he... But yeah, they would say that because I because if he did die, God forbid, thank God he didn't. Um, then he could just then they could have just contested the will saying, Yeah, he wasn't in sound body and mind, so we want the money. So give us the money. Right. So Brian Wilson. Yeah, but you know, but long story short of what happened to Eugene Landy. He, um, near the end of the movie, he gets served with papers. Eventually, he ended up losing his license. Yeah. And then he died. There's a, there's a, there's a whole Wikipedia page on this one thing. If, if, you, if, you, if you really are more interested in, like, 
finding out more about this case and whatnot, uh, this guy Eugene Lanny and whatnot. If you want to really dig into it, there's a whole Wikipedia page about it and how like it's sad how what Brian Brian went through. So and, and but you know what, this movie shows one thing that we all knew. What Brian Wilson is a freaking genius. It really is. If you're not aware of the Beach Boys music, get on it. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's really sad that he's retired now. Yeah, I saw, I saw him right before he retired too. Which and you is, said he did not look good. He just he barely sung. He just literally sat there. Literally sat there and did nothing. So yeah, didn't he say like half of God only knows? And he's like, I I, I have videos somewhere about him playing God only knows. Him singing like the first verse, and then someone else picks up after him. It was pretty sad. So, so did he? Did he do anything else? Or just say, you know what? Good night. He they they literally wheeled him off stage after the whole after the set. Yeah, it's um, he's eighty something years old now. He's an old man. He's two day. He's two day. His birthday's two days after Paul McCartney is. He's eighty one. He's before. Yeah. And look at Paul. He's still in great shape. I know. It's crazy. So. It really shows you. But um, Dude. yeah, Love and Mercy. Go check it out. John awesome. Cusack does a great job as Brian Wilson. Sweet. All right. Anything else? I think that's just what does it, guys. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's all, folks. We want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. We want to thank you um, for tuning in, as always, to our show. Uh, it is always a pleasure to do these shows for you guys and upload them to podcast format as well. So all of our listeners out there, thanks so much for listening to us and all of our wa- all of our viewers out there, thanks so much for watching us. I want to thank the two fine individuals who do the show with me all the time, Bill Murphy and Allie. Thank you so much again for everything you guys do. Kudos and props to both of you. Um, and Bill, you have, what is it, a podcast thing? Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Yes. And I can officially plug it. In the description of this video is the Movie Holics Productions YouTube channel. Link, please go subscribe to them. They are going to pick up the pace at some point and do more videos soon. They're, They're not sure. We are now a super review show affiliate. They are. They're underneath my umbrella, if you will. I'm becoming Disney, like I said. Oh, God. Um, you're not going to fire us if we screw up, are we? Absolutely, I need you guys. I'm not gonna fire you. What are you talking about? So, anyways, you can't tell like you can replace us with a goat or something. Exactly. If that happens, I'm gonna laugh. Jeremy Johnson is coming to join us. No, replace. You know what? You know what we should do. Speaking of Jeremy Johns, what? I cannot believe I'm saying this on camera. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Are you ready? Go ahead. Jeremy Johns, we are calling you out. Come on. We would love to have you as a guest, Jeremy Johns. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's possible, but that's a big task, buddy. But you know what? We tried. We tried. We tried. We tried. We tried. Exactly. Okay. But yeah. Okay. But Jeremy, we still think you're awesome. Spectacular. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, that. But yeah, that's going to do for us, guys. Thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Don't forget to follow us on our podcast format and uh, subscribe. Follow, follow our social media platforms as well. Like us on Facebook. 
follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Simply at all your friends, all your friends. Tell all your family members to follow us on our social media. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week. So stay.